1: Today on Hope Lives 365, Chris Holland explains why we don't need to fear even the deadliest of viruses if we trust in God and His Word.
0: Coronavirus is truly a sign of the time that Jesus is coming soon. How soon is He coming? I don't know. The only thing I know is that we have today. So the question that I have to you today, no matter where you are, no matter what part of the world you are in, Jesus is coming soon. And now is the time to submit fully to him.
1: What will you do? Moses spent 40 years wandering in the desert with his people because God appoints the times. Jonah was in the belly of the great fish for three days and nights, just as Jesus was in the tomb three days because God appoints the times. So what does God appointing the times mean for us today as we continue to deal with the effects of the coronavirus? where is the hope in all of this? Today on Hope Lives 365, Chris Holland is talking about when the time is right, Jesus will come again to earth. God keeps his appointments at the appointed time. That's next on Hope Lives 365. Welcome back to Hope Lives 365. Our teacher today is Chris Holland. I want to give you a quick reminder to check out the helpful resources available to you at our website, including what you're about to hear today called The Appointed Time. Log on to HopeLives365.com. Now, Chris is a longtime pastor and evangelist and is the author of several books. He serves as the Associate Director of Hope Lives 365, working with our ministry president, Pastor Mark Findlay. Chris is picking up today where he left off last time, giving you a glimpse of how patient and gracious our loving God is toward us when we fail to take our sins seriously. That's because as much as we long for Christ to return now, when He does come, He's bringing judgment. And maybe this pandemic is a way of grabbing our attention, urging us to be ready for what's going to happen at the appointed time. Here's Chris Holland.
0: Over 35 times in the New King James Version of the Bible, the phrase, the appointed time, appears. An appointed time in the purpose of God. A time that God uses to accomplish His purpose. And throughout the Bible, we read about God's Appointed times, his decisive moments, there was an appointed time for the baptism of Jesus Christ, an appointed time for the death of Jesus Christ. And what we will look at today, there is an appointed time in which Jesus is coming, and he's coming soon, and his call today is for each of us to be in tune and aware of that coming, that we might not be caught unprepared. Throughout the scriptures, God has appointed times in which he is attempting to bring about his purpose in your life. And he is calling upon you in these appointed times. He wants you to respond. He has a message of hope to give to you. And in turn, that message of hope that he gives to you that you can share with your friends and family and neighbors. That at this time where the whole world is trembling in fear, you are not fearful. But you are trusting in a most holy God who is leading you. And to help illustrate that point and to help bring home the point of the appointed time, I want us to turn to a very familiar book. The book of Daniel. There in Daniel chapter 8, there in verse 19, the Bible says, Look, I am making known to you what shall happen in the latter time. Now, this is absolutely critical for our understanding, and I believe very critical in our time of COVID-19. We're going to look at something that is absolutely essential, that gives us the absolute hope. The angel says, I'm going to make known to you what will happen in the latter time of indignation. For at the appointed time, the end shall be. You see, it's not just any latter time, by the way. It says the latter time of indignation. The word indignation. What is that word? Indignation can be simply summarized as God's outrage against sin. There is a difference between indignation and wrath. You see, indignation is how God feels about sin. God hates sin. He's outraged by sin. God is outraged by what sin has done to this earth. God is outraged by COVID-19. You know, sometimes I wonder aloud, my dear friends, that if it might be one of the reasons that we are still on this earth, is that many of us don't really understand the magnitude of what sin really is. The magnitude of rebellion and what it's done in the universe. You see, too often we treat sin like, oops, I made a mistake. But my dear friends, our sin killed the Son of God. Our sin on this earth transformed the course of history in the entire universe. And God is outraged by what sin has caused. Some are wondering where God is in the midst of COVID-19, the coronavirus. We know where he is. God is outraged by COVID-19 and the damage and the pain and the suffering that Lucifer is causing by bringing it about on this earth. Where is the God in the midst of suffering? Where is God in the midst of COVID-19? Where is God in the midst of cancer? Where is God in the midst of an accident? God is outraged by Satan's attack on your life, on your loved one's life. Life, and God is going to do something about it. People will often ask me. So, if God is so outraged by sin, if He's so upset by what's happening, why doesn't He just come then? Well, Second Peter chapter three and verse nine tells us why He's not yet come. The Lord is not slack concerning His promises; some count slackness, but is long-suffering toward us, not willing that any should perish but that all should come to repentance. You see, God's heart is a heart that wants to save everyone. Now, do we know from the Bible that there will be people who are not in the kingdom? Certainly. There will be those that make a decision to trust in themselves rather than trusting in God. But God's heart, as outraged by sin as he is, he's outraged even more by the reality that his son is preparing a place. He's preparing a place in heaven for each and every one of us. And God would be outraged by the reality that some people would not be there. He wants us there. And most important today for you to consider is He wants you there. He wants your son there. He wants your daughter there. He wants your brother, your sister, your mom and dad. He wants them all there. In the midst of God's outrage, in the midst of His indignation, is His justice and mercy. Because at the appointed time, the end shall be. At the appointed time, God has indignation. There is a latter time of indignation where His indignation will be worked out through His wrath at the end. Indignation is how God feels about sin. His wrath is how He deals with sin. In Genesis 6.13, God dealt with sin. The Bible says, The end of all flesh has come before me. In Matthew 13.39, Speaking of the devil, it says, The enemy who sowed them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the age. It is the same word used in Daniel chapter 8. And just so this doesn't come out as bad news, this is good news, friends. You see, in the latter day of indignation, where God works out His feelings against sin, by His wrath against sin, here is one of the great ironies of the Bible. That that ending then prompts a new beginning. And that new beginning is a joyous new beginning because the Bible describes it as a kingdom that begins, that will have no end. Daniel chapter 12 describes that in verses 1 to 3. At that time, what time is that? At that time, and according to Daniel 11, 40, that time is the appointed time. At that time, Michael shall stand up. The great prince who stands, watch over the sons of your people. And there shall be a time of trouble such as never was seen since there was a nation even to that time. And at that time, your people shall be delivered. Everyone who is found written in the book and many of those who sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake, some to everlasting life, some to shame and everlasting contempt Those who are wise shall shine like the brightness of the firmament, and those who turn many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. Friends, God has an appointed time where He will bring everything to an end. And in bringing everything to an end, then He can begin with a new beginning. A new beginning where there is no end. And here is the question that I want us to deal with in the closing moments Will you be ready for that day? Will I be ready for that day? It won't be because we've worked hard enough. It won't be because we've done enough. It will simply be because of this. That we are willing to let go and allow the Holy Spirit to work in us that He might work through us. You see, Romans chapter 6 outlines when we yield fully to Christ, we die to sin and we are raised anew with Jesus Christ that we can walk in the newness of life, a life that He offers God wants to bring an end to those things in our life that keep us from our inheritance in his heavenly home. Many ask the question, what shall I do? What's God's will in my life? In the midst of COVID-19, what shall I do? The answer is overly simplistic, but clear. 1 Thessalonians 4.3 says this, for this is the will of God, your sanctification. The word sanctification in its simplest terms is God's preparation for you to go to the heavenly kingdom. And so what does this mean? Any relationship, any job, any activity, any career, any thought, any action that would deter us from the path to heaven is outside of the will of God. In the book Pilgrim's Progress, it calls it the path to the celestial city. My dear friends, God's will is that any relationship, any conduct, any association, anything and everything that takes us off the path to the celestial city is outside of His will in your life. So what do we do? Mark chapter 13, 32 to 34 tells us clearly what we should do. But of that day or hour, no one knows, not the angels in heaven nor the Son, but only the Father, Why is that, by the way? Because God is the one who has an appointed time to bring an end of all things. And then Jesus says these simple things. Take heed, watch, and pray. For you do not know when that time is. The word there, time, by the way, is the Greek word kairos. Translated elsewhere as the appointed time.
1: Chris Holland on being ready for the day when Christ returns. And the fact that God's love for us is so great that He desires that all should come to repentance. You're listening to Hope Lives 365. Chris Holland is coming right back, so don't go away. First, we want to welcome your support for this ministry. Uh, We continue to bring these messages to you each time. And for a significant gift right now in support of this ministry, we'd like to say thanks Uh, by sharing a copy of a very helpful hardbound resource, actually a reference guide. It's by Mark Findlay. It's 530 pages long, and it's called What the Bible Says About. It's an exceptional book filled with easy to understand information for just about anyone searching for biblical truth on a range of topics like health and worry and eternal life. Request what the Bible says about as you send a gift of $50 or more to Hope Lives 365. Now, you can give online or by calling our toll-free number. the web address is Hope Lives 365.com. Again, hope lives 365.com. Or you can make that generous gift of $50 or more when you call 855 888 HOPE. That's toll free, 855 888 4673. In a moment, Chris will return to issue an all important warning to be prepared for Christ's return.
0: I would hope and pray that coronavirus has taught us something very important. Now is the time to get serious, and now is the time to
1: prepare. Stay with us for more. Hope Lives 365. Welcome back to Hope Lives 365 and more from the message from Chris Holland. A little later, I'll share information about an informative 16 page publication that is a source of encouragement to many already, and we hope it will be to you as well. It's called COVID-19, Facing the Crisis with Confidence. More about that later. Right now, Chris Holland is returning to continue the message, encouraging you to be prepared for the appointed time of Christ's return. My dear friends, now is the time that we need to be
0: alert, to watch what's happening, and to be ready for Jesus coming. Now is the time for us to shine The love of Jesus in our life, just because we are isolated, does not mean that we are exempted from letting the light of Jesus shine. God is calling for us to take heed, to be on alert and awake. I have a fear, my dear friends, that when coronavirus comes to an end, when the stay-at-home orders are released, I have a great fear. My fear is that many of us will simply return to life as normal. Jesus described that time as the days of Noah. People marrying, eating, drinking. I would hope and pray that coronavirus has taught us something very important. Now is the time to get serious and now is the time to prepare. We are to spiritually and figuratively lie awake. We are to be aware of the times, to study God's word, to study God's inspired counsel. And then as we watch and we take heed, allow the power of God to move in our lives through prayer. Why do we pray? Because John 15 is clear. With Jesus, we can do all things. But without him, without him, we can do nothing. So what do we do? I want to conclude with the words of a little pamphlet written over a hundred years ago called The Youth Instructor. The author, Ellen White, gave these counsels over a hundred years ago. Jesus is coming. He will visit this world again, but not as his first advent to be despised, scoffed at, and hated, to have his head pierced with a crown of thorns and have nails driven through his precious hands and feet. Jesus is coming, but not to be the meek, suffering teacher he once was. Jesus is coming. But not to listen to the woes of mankind and hear the guilty sinner confess his sin and to speak pardon for him for everyone's case will then be decided for life or death. Jesus is coming as he ascended into heaven. Only with additional splendor, he is coming with the glory of his Father and all the holy angels with him to escort him on his way. Instead of the cruel crown of thorns to pierce his holy temples, a crown of dazzling glory will deck his sacred brow. He will not then appear, the man of sorrows acquainted with grief, but his countenance will shine brighter than the noonday sun. He will not wear a plain seamless coat, but a garment whiter than snow of dazzling brightness. Jesus is coming, but not to reign as a temporal prince. He will raise the righteous dead, change the living saints to a glorious immortality. And with the saints... Take the kingdom under the whole heaven. The kingdom will never end. Then those who have patiently waited for Jesus will be made like him. And then she closes with these words, Dear young reader, now maybe you're not that young, but that's okay because you are young in heart and Jesus is going to make you young. Listen to these words. Dear young reader, seek a thorough preparation to meet Jesus that when he appears, you may exclaim with joy, lo, this is our God, we have waited for him, and he will save us. Eternal life will then be yours. You will be a partaker with Christ of his glory and ever to hear his glorious, approving voice and behold his lovely person. So the question that I have to you today, no matter where you are, no matter what part of the world you are in, what will you do? I'm pleading with you today, friend. Jesus is coming soon. Coronavirus is truly a sign of the time that Jesus is coming soon. How soon is he coming? I don't know. But the only thing I know is that we have today. We have today. And now is the time to submit fully to him. Because as we submit fully to him, he who began a good work in us will finish that work. We live in unprecedented times. Now is the time. There is a little creature that I believe we can learn a valuable lesson from. It is a little bird in which we can find a valuable lesson. It is a bird that takes residence in the eastern portion of North America. It's called the tufted titmouse. This bird has adapted because it has learned. This bird has learned because it has taken heed and watched And why is that? This little bird normally eats things from the ground, creatures, uh, little insects out of the tree. But this little bird has come to understand that somewhere around September or October, there are many people in the eastern part of North America that put out a little thing called a bird feeder. And there in the bird feeder, they fill it with all kinds of seed. And this little bird has adapted so that when those bird feeders come out, it gathers the seed. And amazingly, it gathers each seed one at a time. Most of these birds make their home within 100 feet, 30 or so meters from that bird feeder, and one seed at a time, they take it to their home to build up a storehouse that they might have something to eat. Don't misunderstand the illustration. I'm not counseling you to become a prepper and fill your cupboards. But let us learn from this little bird who took heed and watched. Now is the time for us to take heed and watch and prepare
1: for Jesus. Chris Holland on today's Hope Lives 365, telling us to be vigilant and watch anticipating the coming day when the risen Christ will return, even as we face an unknown future in the midst of the coronavirus health crisis. Now, Earlier, I mentioned a publication we'd like to share with you as a way to help alleviate some of the fears and apprehensions you might have right now. This publication is called COVID-19, Facing the Crisis with Confidence. Sixteen pages. It's a magazine that will reassure you uh, that when troubles come, God is with you. Uh, This disease is defined in it with the warning of how it's easily spread to others from people exhibiting no symptoms. It details prevention and immunity and the secrets of wellness, too. Uh, When you know the facts, you can face the future with confidence. In return for your contribution of any size to Hope Lives 365, request a copy of COVID-19. Do that when you call us at 855 888 hope That's 855-888-4673. Or you can request it from the website hopelives365.com. And remember, too, in return for a generous contribution of $50 or more, we'd like to send you Mark Finley's book, What the Bible Says About. It's a 530-page reference book. Donate online or by calling 855-888-HOPE. And let me invite you to drop us a note in the mail to share your testimony. Hope Lives 365, Post Office Box 118, Haymarket, Virginia, 20168. We hope to hear from you soon. Now remember, for you and your friends, you can listen to Chris Holland's message, The Appointed Time, by going online to hopelives365.com. This book says
0: that Jesus is preparing a place for you. And God wants you to be there, to
1: watch, and to be ready. In a moment, Chris offers a final word on Hope Lives 365. Welcome back to Hope Lives 365. As we conclude today's message, Chris Holland points out that there's no better time to trust in Jesus than right now. Wherever you are today,
0: friend, whether you're sitting in North America, maybe you're in Africa, Jesus is calling upon you today to take heed, to watch, and to be ready. The Apostle Paul wrote these words, which I will conclude with. Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. Jesus has an appointed time. Whatever happens with COVID-19, I don't know. This is what I do know. This book says that Jesus is preparing a place for you. And God wants you to be there. He wants you to make a decision today.
1: Chris Holland on today's Hope Lives 365 with the promise that there's a place prepared by Christ himself for those who put their trust in him. And for all that are listening, we want to help you in your journey of faith by making available to you excellent biblical resources, including the message you heard today and many others. You can go to the website to learn more at hopelives365.com That's hopelives365.com Well, that's all the time we have for right now. Pastor Mark Finley will return next time as he starts a three-part message about those times in the Bible when angels speak to us. Join us for that fascinating study from God's Holy Messengers on the next Hope Lives 365.